You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Welcome to Big News Sports featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller, a national championship winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian. I, I think there's so many things that probably sort of go into this in terms of eight games versus nine games, including TV contracts and things that are way beyond my scope of uh, visibility, um, that I'm sure a lot of those things will, you know, sort of factor into it. But I I still am always of the opinion that we should pay all Division I games. Now, I've said this for years. So whether there's... 60 teams in the Power Five conferences or 70 teams or however many there are, that uh, it's better for fans, it's better for strength of schedule, that we all play all Power Five, you know, games. So however we get to that, uh, I think that's the best thing. I think one of the more difficult things with going to nine games is, you know, we've tried to schedule two uh, out-of-conference Power Five games to try to improve our strength of schedule over the next, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten years. And um, if we go to nine games, we'll have to unwind that. So. Welcome into the program, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, steps at the controls. Golly, what a gorgeous day, Lars. I was just sitting out on my patio, and it's just absolutely beautiful. And I'm sure the weather's great down in Destin. Um, Nick Saban talking about playing only Power 5 teams, unionizing players. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily takes a shot at USC, Texas, and Texas A&M as much as he just points out what is the absolute truth? They've got a lot of money, but Alabama's got a lot of money too. So uh, if you'll just look at their high tide collective, um, they're pulling some pretty big money in there to NIL for their players too. First and foremost, Lars, how's the world treating you? Everything is beautiful as usual. And uh, I tell you, this is a <laughs> this issue of NIL uh, Matt, to me, is just growing more complicated by the day, and it, it, it is it is sort of harder to follow uh, it, unless you are really immersed in it. And we're going to try to unravel some of the the main issues going on. 
Um, and also, I, I think we can see where the SEC is going in the short term, uh, and uh, and we'll see what happens in the long term. But um, yeah, Nick Saban, you know, making some pretty powerful comments. Uh, he was the story of the day down in Destin. And, uh, you know, he asked the same question that he asked about uh, the the hurry up, fast paced offense uh, and, uh, you know, the, the no huddle, fast break, whatever you want to call it. He asked the same question years ago. He's like, is this where we want college football to go? And the answer was yes. And so what did Nick Saban do? He adapted to the times and he started running the exact offense that he deplored because he believed it led to more injuries. But not only did he embrace it, he he uh, ran it better than anyone in the nation. And uh, and so now he is saying the same thing about NIL. He's like, look, some some schools are willing to invest more money in roster management than other schools. And it's the schools that have the most money. I mean, that's as simple as you can put it. And there is going to be, according to Saban, and I think according to to most people who follow college football and been following this issue, there's going to be a widening gulf between the haves and the have-nots unless something is done. Now, that sort of brings me to just real quick, what what can be done uh, short of congressional action? And by the way, uh, on June 6th, there's going to be about a dozen SEC administrators and coaches going up to Capitol Hill in D.C. to meet with lawmakers to try to push through uh, legislation that governs athlete compensation. And here's what they want, right? This is the ideal. Uh, they want um, they want a federal bill that standardizes NIL by preempting state laws. Because right now, uh, in some states, you can sort of get away with spending more than in other states. And two, they want to deem college athletes as students, not employees. And that is a complicated issue if you if you if you think you should make student athletes employees and Nick Saban raised an interesting note about uh, what do you do with taxes? Uh, and that's something that's a, I don't think we want to go down that rabbit hole. And three, the, these SEC leaders and coaches, they want to provide liability protection from legal challenges. But here's the problem. Um, in, in four years, they've been lobbying for this effort. Uh, eight hearings have been held up in D.C. You know how many proposals have gotten out of a, a, the House or a Senate committee? Zero. <laughs> Zero. And so what if congressional action fails? And I would say that it, it is going to fail. Because uh, if you, I mean, how our government works, it's, it's, it's reactive, not proactive. And so there's going to have to be something catastrophic to happen. And I don't know what that could be to force Congress to act. But so in the meantime, what does the SEC want to do? I think that uh, the league expects to align its 12 state NIL laws in an effort to hand power to the conference office to oversee police 
and even set policy for NIL. So they're going to try to do this at the state level. Um, and, and, and Greg Sankey said yesterday that, you know, he has enough trust and confidence in our state leaders that we can govern ourselves, our, if ourselves, if that's what needs to be done. But, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a little ironic that the SEC's backup plan is to put trust in state lawmakers who, through their recent passing of laws, have splintered the conference. <laughs> right. You're going to be asking lawmakers to to uh, walk back on what they've already done, uh, because uh, you look at just the latest wave of state statutes in Missouri, Arkansas, Texas and Oklahoma uh, that bar NCAA and SEC enforcement. <laughs> and and they allow the uh, the, um, uh, the 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 collectives. Right. Um, to. Uh, basically do whatever they want and uh, and they can even operate through the schools uh, different uh, like fundraising arms and that raises title nine questions and, and and other issues so Matt this it's just confusing uh, and then Nick Saban brings in the idea of unionizing uh, yeah. let's complicate <laughs> it more yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, and and like, can there be some sort of salary cap? And, you know, he made good points about the NFL. Like the what the NFL wants is every team to be eight and eight, right? At After uh, 16 weeks, heading into the final regular season week. They want parity. And the NFL has done a pretty good job of that. Everything that the league has enacted is gone toward that principle of parity, you know, how the draft is conducted, the worst team gets the first pick and so on and so on. Uh, but that just doesn't exist in, in college athletics right now. So Matt, that was very long winded. What was your takeaway from everything? Uh, you know, it's uh, I have a saying, I don't know that I necessarily came up with it, but it's as blanked up as a pile of coat hangers you know a pile of coat hangers they're just aggravating and you pull one and you get six <laughs> and it's just absolute it's one of the i guess you can tell i'm not a big coat hanger guy they are a necessary evil in my life however um that is an accurate description when you start throwing in unionization uh state law federal law coming up with laws one of the things and you mentioned the term walking back uh, how do you walk back on a Quentin Ewers who's making over a million a year? You institute rules. I guess you grandfather the guys that are making big money if you're actually going to put restrictions or, as you said, a cap on NIL deals. But well, I just, you just I, said, uh, you know, our government, and in this particular case, the NCAA, is being reactive rather than proactive. Before they put this NIL in, in place, aren't these people smart enough to say don't we need some rules or let's just go let's let's go to dodge city make it the old wild west yeah i mean it would be a it would be a long book if you were to write a, a story on how we got here <laughs> because it, it, it is uh it, it, it it's it's uh long and winding and convoluted um hey lars yeah. i'm gonna ask you a favor you bet don't write it 
It'll sell seven I'm bored just talking about it, but <laughs> I know, but, but it's the it's the topic of the day, and it's a very important topic. Yeah, I just I just don't understand how Greg Sankey really believes that he is going to get lawmakers in twelve different states to come to an agreement to pass this, the same laws in each state. I I don't. I, that, that just seems so far-fetched to me, but maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, if anybody can pull it off, it's the SEC and Sankey, but getting 12 people in a room and all getting them to agree on all of the rules that are going to be instituted here, that, that'll take in itself a year. Yeah. <laughs> can even get it done. But then you got to get it through like the, the, the state house, the state yes. senate got to get the governor to sign it i mean it just takes one governor to veto the bill yeah well <laughs> if you do it that way suffice it to say uh texas and oklahoma will already be in the league um and you know that's a whole different set of issues because we talked about it yesterday their representatives are there but not allowed to vote on decisions that will directly affect them when they enter in 2024 but anyway uh, let's take our first break of the afternoon here on Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. When we get back, we'll get the thoughts of veteran sportscaster, sports director at ABC 3340. That's the one and only Jeff Spiegel. He'll join us on the other side of the break. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. clothing around town on game days but check out christopher mobley on the strip it's luxury game day apparel redefined it's the only place in town where you can find todd hoops apparel clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur golf enthusiast and athleisure fanatic they've got peter millar viore grayson and miz and main and if you haven't tried the miz and main dress shirts you've got to you can find them at 1410 university boulevard on the strip also they've got a great e-commerce site at christophermobley.shop so check out christopher mobley luxury game day apparel redefined from our home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. 
sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny and warm this afternoon. A few isolated showers through early tonight. The high today, 85. Tonight's low, 65. Tomorrow morning, sunshine. A few spots could see a brief afternoon shower or storm. The high at 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, first of all, how are you? I hope you're having a good, good spring of summer. Yeah, really good, Matt. How are you guys? Fantastic, and the and the weather is San Diego perfect. So, uh, but we all know what's coming. You know, 100 percent humidity and 98 degrees. So we need to enjoy <laughs> yep. this when we can. Uh, speaks, I really don't know where to start here. Um, I guess I'll start with a scheduling issue and make a quick statement as Lars and I discussed this at length yesterday. I was pretty much of the opinion that they were going to go nine, but I see, I see people throttling back on that. I, I, it may be eight and ESPN may have the final say so your thoughts, Jeff Spiegel. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, they're waiting to see if ESPN is going to, you know, up the ante a little bit and, you know, and, and pay for a ninth game. You know, I don't understand exactly, you know, how all that works. But I do know this. I know Nick Saban wasn't happy with the projection of a nine-game schedule that had him playing, you know, Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee every year. Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be one of these things, you know, where, you know, it, it's not going to be fair for everybody. I mean, if, if we're looking for, you know, things to – you know, stay the same in college athletics or whatever. I mean, it's, it, it's not going to, but, and I don't absolutely agree with Kirby smart when I think that this discussion is, is overrated. I think some college football fans have some problems with the eight game schedule. I mean, with a one permanent opponent and seven rotating, cause that, you know, gets rid of some, you know, rival robberies and Georgia's listen, Georgia's got a bunch of rivals, a bunch so, you know, the reason Kirby isn't so upset about it is because, you know, he's got a lot of rivals. So it, it wouldn't hurt his feelings to lose a couple of them, I guess. But I don't know where this is going. I don't know what the best route is. But I do know this. I'm in favor of more. I'm in favor of more SEC games. I think as bad, as ridiculous, as crazy as 2020 was, I think it was one of the best football seasons in the SEC ever when they played all 10 SEC games and then uh, and Alabama won the national championship. And, and I, I agree with people when they say that was probably the best team because they had to go through that, you know, 10 SEC game gauntlet and uh, win the champion SEC championship game and, and all that. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of in favor of more actually. 
Jeff, before we get into uh, the nitty gritty of NIL, I'm, I, I, I apologize that we're going to have to ask you about this uh, and get into uh, some baseball and some softball. I uh, wanted to ask sure. you just about Nick Saban. And there's little speculation among reporters uh, who are down in Destin that, uh, you know, Nick Saban had some pretty powerful comments yesterday about his disappointment with the current NIL system. And and as you mentioned, he's not happy about uh, the nine game uh, permanent opponent list. And so therefore it's like he's kind of backtracking perhaps to go to eight games if he is in fact going to be tagged with Auburn, LSU and Tennessee as the permanent opponents. And now we got to remember he's 71 years old. Like, is it possible that Nick Saban is, are we seeing the first signs of burnout here? Oh, wow. I mean, That's uh, a <laughs> listen, I know. And, and, I've, and I've heard this question nine or 10 times in the course of his 17 seasons. Now we're going on at, uh, at Alabama. And it seems like every time you hear it, I mean, he kind of gets that second, third, fourth wind. And he just, you know, kind of blows everybody's doors off, you know, with his energy, with his, uh, you know, just just getting after it. So, no, I I don't think there's any burnout. I think he's concerned, like a lot of football coaches are, who are half his age uh, of of where college football is going. And and if the NIL doesn't, you know, get some guardrails put on it, because, you know, state to state, it's it's different. And, you know, a bunch of folks from the SEC, you know, are going to go to uh, Capitol Hill on June 6th. They're going to try to get some kind of federal legislation passed. And, and my, my statement of that is, you know, good luck getting the federal government to do anything, you know, on this. I, I don't, don't really think that's the answer. But I don't know what the answer is. But I know yesterday when he said, and it was kind of laughable when he said that, you know, college football, college athletics is not a business. That was, that was laughable to me because, and but he was right when he said they produced revenue, $214.4 million of it. And I'm not a businessman. I don't own a business, but I know when he's talking about, you know, we reinvest, you know, money. Well, that's what businesses do. Businesses reinvest into the business to keep the business going. And then he turns around and he wants to unionize, you know, and, and make college athletes employees and everything. So it was kind of like, I don't know, it was, I'm getting a mixed message there of, of exactly what he wants. He wants it to be more like the NFL, he said, right after he said, you know, that college athletics is, is not a business. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a crazy press conference yesterday, but, um, but no, getting back to the original question. I don't think he's burned out. I think he's just a little put out, you know, with with where he thinks college football is headed with all this. You know, the only thing I I, I think of a little bit is that uh, this is very the NIL, particularly in the portal. And what really aggravates him is teams literally bidding on players before you really are supposed to do it. But we all know what's going on anyway. But uh, sure, I, the I think that yep. frustrates. You know why it frustrates Nick? Because he doesn't have any control. <laughs> and Nick wants <laughs> control of everything, and he doesn't have it here. I don't think it's going to be 
the straw that breaks the camel's back or whatever as far as his retiring. But uh, I do notice that I think of all the things Lars brought up, the fact that um, he had to change his offense. He didn't like the, the fast pace, uh, but he did, and he did it better than everybody else. Uh, my assumption here is he's going to do this, and he's going to do it better than anybody else. Okay, I just went on on my, on my little rant. In a perfect <laughs> world, if Jeff Spiegel is the commissioner of college football on planet Earth, what would you do with the NIL situation? Cap it? Uh, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think I think uh, I think there's got to be some kind of cap, you know. Uh, and then you start and you start infringing on you know, players' rights, you know, yeah. to, uh, to to get money and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's it's a mess. And I don't know, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know how you, uh, how you make it right, how you keep, you know, schools from, and teams from having a, you know, competitive advantage. You know, in this, I have no clue how to fix it. So, um I'm very underqualified to be the college football commissioner, but uh, but I think they need one. Jeff, um, I, I think the, the the most likely outcome here is that nothing's going to change, right? Right. Uh, I, I, it, not not in the near future, at least. And so, given if, if that's the case, where does Alabama stand? Do you think? When it comes to being able to throw financial means, when it comes to putting their roster together, meaning does Alabama have the money to compete with Texas, to compete with USC, uh, to compete with Ohio State? I mean, based on the twenty early 2024 recruiting rankings, I mean, it, it, Alabama is number one again by a country mile. So you would think that Alabama is doing okay. But do you have an understanding uh, or a sense of where Alabama would be if everything stays the same? I have a sense that, um, I mean, Alabama's, Alabama's been good. When Nick Saban talked about the brand yesterday and about when he was over in Rome that, you know, he got, he got a bunch of roll tots, you know, when, when he was over there. And it's, it's a brand that's known nationally. It's a brand that's known, uh, you know, worldwide. I mean, um, Alabama's going to be fine, I think, whatever happens. And as much, uh, you know, hand-wringing as, uh, as Nick Saban is doing over this right now, I think he knows, and we all know, that uh, one of the survivors, when all the dust settles, you know, from this, is going to be Alabama. And it's because of him. It's because of the, uh, it's because of, of Coach Bryant. You know, it's just because of the brand that those two men largely, you know, created and have been able to sustain, you know, for so many years. So, you know, they're, they're going to be one of the survivors from this. And, you know, probably Georgia, too, and a handful of other programs. Great stuff, Speaks. We didn't even talk some real sports. Can you hang on through a break or you got to <laughs> set up a show? No, man, I'm cool. Whatever you guys want me to do. We want you to stay on for another segment. That's what we want you to do. I'm controlling today. All right. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back with more of Jeff Spiegel on Big Moon Sports in a minute.
From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Hey, did you? From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. So it doesn't just need Alabama and Auburn to survive and to thrive. And they've proven that year after year after year. And, you know, they, they did it again this year. Vanderbilt and Texas A&M were, you know, were in the championship game. And there were a ton of folks out there because there are a lot of, uh, a lot of college baseball fans around this SEC footprint who are willing to make the trek to Hoover every year. Jeff, I'm going to wrap it up with a question about you. You and I have been in the business for a pretty darn long time. What drew you to sports casting? Uh, Matt Coulter. Uh, Matt Coulter <laughs> drew me to sports casting. I'm not joking. I'm not even not joking about that at all. But, um, you know, guys like you, guys like Scott, you know, guys like Ken, you know, uh, I, you know I grew up watching, you know, Herb on TV. And then I just thought, wow, what what a cool way that would be, you know, to make a living, you know, doing that. And uh, and God's been really good to me to open up some doors and and give me some opportunities to uh, to do this. And I'm just, uh, but I'm I'm also just forever grateful, you know, to guys like you, Matt, who have been good uh, good mentors to me and uh, and helped me, you know, do what I do every day, which is an awesome thing. It is an awesome thing, and uh, I didn't load that question, I promise. It was really good to hear. So. Matt, uh, can, I, can I follow up just really quick? Uh, uh, and I, I know we're up against a break here, but, but Jeff, what has been the key for you to be able to be uh, so successful in the business for such a long time? Because – 
often in media, in all forms, it's hard to grow old gracefully, not saying that you're old, but it's hard, right. it's hard to keep your job after a certain number of years, yet you've been able to do that. Is it, is it just because you've been able to evolve with the changing landscape of, of uh, media? I think so. I mean, and also, I mean, you, you have to find a way to make it fun every day. And it helps to have fun people to work with. And, uh, and we've got a good team here with Jamie Hale, Johnny Condon, and Chris McCulley, who are just, I mean, it's an awesome place to, to walk in and go to work every day. So that helps. And, um, and also, you know, just the fact that, um, you know, it's just a, it's, it's always an interesting business. There's always, you know, one, one thing that's always appealed to me is that it's not, it's not your typical nine to five. I mean, there's something different about every day that is interesting, and there's something different about every day that makes it challenging, too. Great stuff as always, Biggs. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Hey, thanks, y'all. Have a good day. You too. Hey, uh, Lars, our producer, Seth, just sent uh, sent us a little text with some breaking news concerning Alabama basketball. We'll talk about that. And it's good news. Breaking news with uh, Auburn's basketball team has come out here in the last day, too. So all that's coming up as we continue this edition of Big Noon Sports. Covering SEC sports like kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing. Victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisa Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Adams Heating and Cooling, Richard Adams. They've been in business since 1982. 205-339-6540. Let that tune-up get you ready for hot weather in Tuscaloosa. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your comfort is our top priority. Air conditioning repair, heating repair, installation services, a broad authorized dealer. It is Adams Heating and Cooling, the experts you can trust in the heating and air conditioning business. 205-339-6540. Richard Adams, Adams Heating and Cooling. Work is a part of all of us. We know that the world around us has changed. And that's why the Alabama Department of Labor is here to get you back to working hard. Work is a part of all of us. Let us help you get back to it by visiting your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. 
Funding provided by the USDOL, EPA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Hey, no. hey this is Reagan, owner of RR Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street, across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to RR and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around, and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny and warm this afternoon. A few isolated showers through early tonight. Behind today, 85. Tonight's low, 65. Tomorrow morning, sunshine. A few spots could see a brief afternoon shower or storm. The high at 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. That he was coming back yesterday. Uh, Lars, this is good news for a trouble program. And um, I was thinking just a minute ago during the break, if they managed to keep Betty Ako around, I think Alabama could be a real contender in the Southeastern Conference. But he isn't, but the news is good in the last couple of days. Yeah, uh, Javon Quinterly coming back. And uh, Nate Oates hinted at this yesterday uh, when he met with the media. And I believe uh, that that Javon has made it uh, official. If I'm not correct on that, please uh, uh, correct me, uh, Seth. But um, you know, it, now suddenly Alabama looks like they have one of the best backcourts in the country with with Sears and Quinterly. And Quinterly's been in college a long time. He began in uh, 2018. Um, and, uh, he, uh, you know, he, he dipped his, I hate this cliche, but I'm going to use it. He dipped his toe in the NBA waters, uh, never use that in writing people. Uh, and, um, he decided not to, uh, not, not to try, uh, and and test himself in in the draft. And so he is going to be back for a third season with the uh, Crimson Tide. And now uh, I believe Alabama has three scholarships, right? Because uh, uh, Noah Gurley's graduating, Clowney and Brandon Miller are projected first round picks, and Betty Ako has announced that he's staying in the draft. And, and by the way, um, uh, 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 Nate Oates really surprised that uh, Betty Ako didn't return. Yeah, it's too bad. But, um, you know, he's got some players on his bench, you know, in his chamber, so to speak, that we hadn't seen a whole lot of because he recruits so well. Um, He coaches them up. Who knows what's going to happen in Alabama. On the other side of the state and on the other side of this particular situation, uh, Auburn basketball player Alan Flanagan Four years under Pearl down on the plane 
has decided to go to Ole Miss. Now, maybe I just don't know a lot of the background why he would suddenly do this until I read further into the column. Excuse me, it was an article. Um, his father's going with him. Wes Flanagan, who was an outstanding shooter for Auburn 20 years ago, um, he's going with him. So they got the duo. And what do you say about that? I got two words, Chris Beard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, hey, it's a good move for him. Go play for your dad, Go right? Well, he, uh, wasn't, he was playing for his dad at Auburn. Well, yeah, that's true. See what I mean? Isn't it a tan? It's a tandem deal, from what I just read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just quick, I had one more thought on Alabama, and yeah. I, I think they're uh, what they're going to look like next year is going to be more like uh, the team that uh, went on that. Uh, uh, SEC title run in 2020, 2021, uh, less size on the floor, more quickness. Um, and, uh, in, in, I think it'll be a fun team to watch because that, frankly, that's what Nate Oates wants to play. And, uh, you know, they aren't going to have uh, a guy like Brandon Miller, of course, who's going to be either the second or third player picked in the NBA draft. But um, I, I don't think Alabama is going anywhere. But, uh, you know, uh, Oates still has to fill out his uh, his coaching staff. He's got one spot left. I mean, it's pretty crazy that three his, his three assistants all left to become head coaches. So, um, yeah. And, and so he's got he's got one spot left. And uh, I'm sure he'll fill that out here uh, in a little bit. But, uh, you know, maybe things aren't quite as dire as we thought with this Alabama program. Uh, I mean, it's not dire is not the right word, but they may not take as big a step back as we thought. I mean, you know, they were the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, so there's bound to be a little step back, but, uh, but I, I think, uh, getting Javon Quinn early back is, uh, is, is big. And I didn't necessarily expect that, Matt. Uh, no, I didn't, because like you said, he's been in college since, um, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. I mean, yeah, he, he started in 2018. And he'll end in 2024. And I thought the same thing when I read the story about Alan Flanagan. Not as long as Quinterly, but he's been at Auburn a long, long time, too. So um, he was – I thought he was going to be the glue for the Tigers coming back this season. So uh, – but you know what? Bruce Pearl's recruited pretty well, too. They'll be very, very competitive as always. So all that being said, I would have loved to have seen Clowney come back he could have i think he could have used a little more seizing but he was damn good anyway uh is he a first round pick i think so yeah i think he's uh, mid to late uh first round and uh i do not think betty Ako is a first round pick and um nate oates sort of he hinted at that too i mean he said he was surprised that betty Ako announced that he was staying in the draft based on the feedback that Nate Oates and Alabama and Betty Ako all got from the NBA. 
And so that tells me that Bediaco, you know, he's like, he'll be lucky to be a late second. And he, I think he's more of a, of a free agent. Um, Kelly Creek. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. NW265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. And screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports. With Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. This show is Union Home Mortgage Daily. We thought about the meetings going on down in That's fine. We can touch on that again. Um, also, Javon Quinterly is returning to the University of Alabama in case you're just popping in. And uh, Alan Flanagan is going to Ole Miss after four years at Auburn. His dad, an assistant, Wes, is going to go along with him. But uh, these polls are done every year, the way too early. So I think about 17 different writers now do them. I, I really think that Mark Slayball may have been the first guy to yeah, do it. Yeah, Slayball was. Yep, Slayball was. And now I, I wouldn't say 17. I'd say about 1,700. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. everybody with a dot com, everybody with a Twitter yeah. uh, now can write their own. Um, but this one, uh, I guess I could let you guess, but I'm not real sure it's that hard. But you got two SEC in the final four. You got two SEC and two Big Ten, which I guess the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. Or uh, they certainly I can't argue with this. You got Alabama four, Ohio State three, Michigan two, Georgia one. I'm going to bring up my questions concerning the Bulldogs because there is absolutely solid evidence that Kirby is is now the he may be the best coach out there right now. I think I would still give it to Nick Saban, but here's here's my rub there 
Lars, I have always felt uncomfortable about teams that are losing their quarterback. And they're not losing just any quarterback. Stetson Bennett won back-to-back national championships, and he had a lot to do with them winning it. And I think he might even have a, a pretty decent career if it's just holding a, a clipboard on the sidelines in the NFL because I've seen some of the clips. He's making great throws. But as I wander away from my topic, I can't give a title or, or give a ranking of number one when they got a brand-new spanking quarterback. Well, okay. I, I, I've actually been following this way too closely. The number <laughs> one, we've talked about this a little bit, but the number one overall recruit in the country, uh, according to uh, uh, rivals and and uh, uh, 24-7 composite rankings, is Dylan Rayola. Um, who is uh, the son of Dominic Rayola, who was an All-American center at Nebraska. And uh, Dylan lives out in uh, Phoenix. He originally committed to Ohio State. Uh, He played footsie with Nebraska, and he just signed with Georgia. So, and, and I know in the class of 2024, the number two overall quarterback is signed with Alabama. Um, so I, I think long term they're in in good shape, and I, I think Carson Beck, who Alabama or Nick Saban really wanted, um, he's he's going to be uh, I, I I presume he's going to be the starter this year, and um, you know uh, uh, they got Carson Beck, uh, Brock uh, Vandergriff, and uh, Gunnar Stockton. Um, you know, the, all three of those guys are, 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 are pretty good. Um, and I think Rayola is going to be the starter, uh, probably in 2025. Um, so I, I think, you know, in, in the long term, uh, they're in good shape. Um, but, you know, I, I, I disagree with you about Stetson Bennett in, 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 <laughs> I'm going to dump on him again, right? Uh, after doing it for the last three years and him winning two national championships. Um, but I just don't think he has the, the physical skill to be a successful NFL quarterback. He's just too small. He's just too small. Uh, and and, and I, he'll never be a even a mid-level starter in the NFL. I think he's a, he's a career uh, backup. But I, I so I think, I think that's what I said. He'd make it as a clipboard holder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yes, but I, but it wasn't like Georgia won the national championship the last two years because of Stetson Bennett. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, let me hold you up right there. Would they have won it without him? Well, it depends on who's playing, but uh, probably. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they they've just. I mean, can you remember? I, I don't know. Do you remember like one game where Stetson Bennett just lit it up, and you're like, oh, that Georgia wouldn't have won this game without Stetson Bennett? Uh, would they have come back and beat Ohio State? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a great discussion. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would have to look more more into it, but 
Um, I just, I just think what the, the, the point I'm trying to make is I, I think over the long term that George is going to be just fine at the quarterback position. Well, and, and I'm relying on information provided to me by people that know a lot more about football. And I think it is, uh, you have to put time in the, when you factor this in, but Pat Dye once told me, I say me, he told the group of media when I think he was going to have to start a freshman quarterback and he, I think he was throwing darts, but uh, Pat Dye would always just say what was on his mind, but he said that a freshman quarterback will lose you a game a year. Um, and he said, I think he said at least one game, but it's a lot different but, because the offenses are different and these guys are slinging it around in the high school level, much akin to the offenses they run at the college level. But I yeah, think it's as relevant now as it was when he made that statement. But he went on to say, he said, they're going to make a big mistake. They're going to make a big mistake. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen with some of these hot shots coming out of college, but um, I've always kind of held true to that statement that Pat and I passed along. Carson Beck is a redshirt sophomore. I mean, this is his third year in the system. Well, uh, I'm talking more of the experience level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, he uh, has not seen a, a a ton of action, but hey, neither did Jalen Hurts or neither did Tua. I mean, you know, it's just the nature of college football. Like uh, you're you're just going to have a new starting quarterback every two or three years. Um, but everything I've seen and read about Carson Beck tells me that he's going to be a pretty good player. And, um, you know, uh, he, he had some some flashes last year. He played in seven games. Um, he, against Oregon in mop-up time, five of six, 71 yards, including a touchdown. Um, I don't know. If, you know, he just – he didn't get a ton of reps. Um, so, uh, yeah, I – I don't know. I, I just I, I think the kid's going to be pretty good. I, I just remember that Alabama really wanted him, and um, and and he at the last minute uh, it looked like Alabama was going to get him, and uh, if I remember correctly, last minute decided to sign with with Kirby, and Kirby's done a great job. I mean, C- Kirby is sitting on the top of the mountain right now in college football and um and it, you know he's uh he, he's doing what alabama had done sort of in the heyday of the saban era i mean i know it feels like alabama has won a national title forever but it's only been two years like settle down people right um, but but he, he's getting top-notch talent and he's developing. So it, it, it's it, it's the best of both worlds. He's got a really good coaching staff, uh, a good system, and, uh, you know, he, he learned at the knee of the master. And he's taken everything he got from Saban and, and put it into his own program, tweaked it a little bit so it – reflects his personality and and uh it's certainly working very very well would you are you okay with the list that i just gave you four alabama three ohio state two michigan one georgia anybody that's missing there oh 
I have, you gotta have USC in there, don't you? Yeah, I, that, and you're I mean, you got, but you got the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, and and I think they're like the best wide receiver in the country. Uh, just transferred there, if I remember correctly. Uh, the guy who won the Blitnikoff, or was that last year? I don't know. But uh, USC is loaded. I, I would have USC perhaps even as the number one team in the country uh, because. Uh, not just because of Caleb Williams, but also their path to the playoffs is so much easier than Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama. Yeah, that's that's so true. That was the one that I thought should move up a little bit. Uh, man, they got a lot of respect for Coach Kelly down at Baton Rouge. They got them six. I'll just give you the uh, top seven because that's all I was able to jot down. But USC seven, LSU six, Penn State five, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia. So that's the one of many way too early college football top 25s. We'll discuss more as we come back. Big Noon Sports uh, will be joined by a longtime sports writer in the state of Alabama, Steve Irvine. We'll talk about uh, his writings and uh, also dive into some of the other things that we need to talk about. Lars, do you really want to get back into NIL and talk about the transfer report? <laughs> no. Please. Okay, good, 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 good. I bet Steve feels the same way. I think all of the media feels the same way to the point where you just don't even want to ask the questions of the coaches, even though they're relevant, but we're not getting any answers. So uh, sometimes you just got to face the brick wall and talk about something else, which we will do on Big News Sports. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9 presents movies in the park. It's summertime. It all happens at Government Plaza on Saturday nights for free. This is a family-friendly free event. So be sure to bring your lawn chairs or blankets and coolers are welcome, but no alcohol. Food trucks will be on site. All brought to you by Visit Tuscaloosa. Presents movies in the park on Saturday, June 3rd, featuring the movie Homeward Bound. For more details and full movie lineup, swipe open the free Tuscaloosa. The Delta. This is Reagan, owner of RR Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to RR and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around, and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. 
Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tender clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny and warm this afternoon. A few isolated showers through early tonight. The high today, 85. Tonight's low, 65. Tomorrow morning, sunshine. A few spots could see a brief afternoon shower or storm. The high at 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Thanks for joining us from Big Noon Sports, Matt Lars. Now joined by sports writer Eve Irvine. Just wrapped up almost a year with 1819 Sports. Um, I know you might have a thought or two on um, where you are and what you're going to be doing. You're just going to prop your feet up, and watch the kids, and pet the dog. Uh, what you going to do? I, I'll bet you there are irons in the fire, but also knowing the business. I bet you can't talk about them. <laughs> well, I mean, I appreciate y'all having me on again. But there's a few things that I'm kicking around. Nothing, uh, nothing solid right now. You know how this business is. I mean, some hopefully something will pop up. If it doesn't, I will kick kick back and, and kind of enjoy life a little bit. But I'm not really built that way yet. You know, I'm old, but I'm not. I, I don't know. My, my mind's still fairly young. I think I, I know it's fairly immature. But uh, we'll see. I don't know what's. I don't know what's next for me. Uh, Steve, I, I saw on your Twitter page, uh, I think it was this morning, that uh, the number of articles that you have written over the amount of time you've been there, share with our readers, and it, it, it's an astronomical number of pieces that you have done. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I was shocked when I, you know, I did a byline count just to kind of, you know, try to help sell myself when I'm talking to people. And I did uh, 770 stories in 334 days. Uh, I, you know, again, again, I was shocked. <laughs> you know, and not all of them are, you know, are, are long stories. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Uh, but you know, I was, I was, you know, I was, I was proud of that number. I was surprised by that number, and and uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really, I really, I think more importantly is I really enjoyed my time there, uh, just because. You know, I, I had a blank slate. I got to do whatever I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, how long I wanted to do it. Uh, so that, you know, that was um, that was kind of cool. But yeah, uh, that 770 was uh, was what I was as far as I could figure was my final number. Well, you're going to be missed by people like me and Lars and all the folks that followed you. But uh, I honestly, and I'll just say this statement and we'll move on. But I, I don't know what UAB and the Stallions are going to do for local coverage because nobody 
nobody gives them much and um they they're gonna miss you there and their fan base as well so um i'll make that statement and move along uh very kind of general question here but it's uh, also lengthy topic answers are we okay. headed to uh three power conferences oh yeah i don't think there's any doubt we're headed that way i you know i, I don't know how we're going to reach it. And I don't know exactly when we're going to reach it. I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that we're, um, you know, that that's the, that's the way we're moving, you know, money, the way the money talks and, and, and runs things. Uh, you know, I think that's exactly where we're headed. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, and I, uh, I, I promised Matt we wouldn't talk about NIL, but I have to ask <laughs> you about NIL um, just because it's it's topic number one uh, at the SEC meetings. And it, the reason it's topic number one is because Nick Saban has made it topic number one. Right. Where do you think we're going? Uh, it appears right now that uh, that. OK, so on June 6th. There's going to be 12 representatives from the SEC, administrators and coaches going up to D.C. to meet with different people. But there has not been a single bill after um, over a year of debate that's even made it out of a subcommittee. Uh, and, 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 you know, in, 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 in talking to people who cover politics for a living, uh, it usually takes something catastrophic for Congress to react. It's a reactive body, not a proactive body. And so I, I don't know if the, if the if federal legislation is ever going to be the answer. And so Greg Sankey is, uh, I think, pushing this idea that you get the 12 states that uh, that the SEC schools are based in to all have uniform state laws now this, this to me this sounds uh like uh, crazy talk uh, trying to get 12 states uh, that'd be a total of 24 houses and senates and 12 governors to sign off on the same bill is that possible no <laughs> i mean i guess i guess you can i guess you never say never you know but but Lars, come on now i mean you know yeah, I mean, that sounds great. It really does. On paper, that sounds great. But at some point, some state, somebody, somewhere is going to say, wait a minute, this doesn't really benefit our our schools. I mean, this is, hey, we're, we're, we're sitting there pretty nice. We're sitting there good. Yeah. Why are we going to try to even take that? Texas. I mean, just take the governor of Texas to veto it, <laughs> and it wouldn't work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you think that they're going to try to, you know, cut costs or cut spending or, or even up spending? Or, or, or are you kidding me? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just think we've got uh, a long road of wild west ahead of us uh, to try to figure this out before we do get it figured out. You know, and, and I do think this, I do think that I do like the fact that everybody is 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 now on the on board with hey we've got to fix this thing and we we've got to figure out this thing not necessarily fix it we've got to figure it out uh, but again when, when we all have different needs and different you know different uh, 
a different amount of money and different things that we're what we're doing. It's hard to figure out like what's good for me is that might not be good for you. Well, well, I'm not going to do what's good for you when 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 it's not good for me. You know, I just think that we again, I think it's a wild west thing that that we're going to be stuck in this for 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 a while. You know, and and I don't know what the catastrophic thing is going to be. Uh, you know, now if they go to the to the uh, super conferences, if that does happen, you know, again sooner rather than later, then maybe they can they can figure out a way between them to to uh, to uh, properly govern it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, we I, I think we got a ways ahead of it. If we do, and I, we all three agree that super conferences uh, are not on the horizon; they're closer than the horizon. What's going to happen, and, and you can factor NIL into this too, um, what's going to happen to Troy and South Alabama and UAB and Jacksonville State? I mean, do we just put all the other ones um, into the FCS? Uh, going to have to. We have to figure out something. I don't think it'll be FCS. I think they're going to have to figure out something, get together uh, and, and, and figure out exactly what's the best way to move forward with that i don't think that keeping you know i don't i don't think keeping a group of five and an fcs would be would make much sense i mean i would think that they would want to be together you know then they they crown their own national champions and that type of thing that that um you know and and just kind of go forward like that i i think that would be what you have to do is is band together and figure it out together and and figure out what's the best thing for everybody together instead of still trying to be splintered, you know, because the more you splinter, the less it's going to be successful for you, I think, and, and you know, in my opinion. And, and so I think, um, you know, again, it's going to have to be do, have to be uh, you know come together. But 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 the, what you have to be is you have to be proactive. You can't let it happen and then go, oh, okay, boys, what do we do now? You know, I mean, I mean, I think you've got to you've got to attack this thing in a way where you think like, okay, this is going to happen. What are we going to do when it happens? You know, not, not say, not wait till the day that it happens and then, and then try to figure it out. So, you know, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that anybody has the, the, the full answer right now, but boy, they better be working toward it. Um, going back to Matt's original question about uh, w- are we headed toward three s- super conferences, and uh, I think all three of us agree that we are, where is that going to leave a team like UAB? Boy, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, but again, but, but that's just – no, that, that's just to further that. I mean, I, I don't know. I – I don't know whether it helps them or, or, or hurts them, to be honest with you. I think in a way it helps because it, it finally – the one thing that, that, that's always frustrated me is we've had these rules for a while that, you know, uh, you know a, a conference like Conference USA, a school like UAB, uh, any of the group of five schools, you know, supposedly have a chance to be in this mix. Well, they don't have a chance to be in this mix. I mean, come on, be, let's be honest with it. And I'm not just talking about football. I'm talking about other sports where – where you you know baseball and basketball whatever you know, whatever where where these pairings come out and and you know you know you you've got ten SEC teams in them you know and where and you know one from each each kind of like like this year for example in basketball you know conference USA was this was the year where they should have had two maybe three teams in the tournament I mean they really should have 
and and but they didn't, and they really didn't have it. Not only did they not have it, they didn't have a chance. I mean, it was not like they sat down in the committee in the meetings not that I was in them. But I guarantee you, they didn't. And go, okay, well, what about UAB? What about North Texas? Are you kidding me? They they, they didn't even come up. And so I think, in a way, a school like UAB and 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 some of these group of five conferences, this it could be a, a you know a good thing moving forward because again. It gives you a chance to play for a championship. I mean, I saw, you know, I saw the excitement last year at Sanford. You know, Sanford, you know, they've been in the in the in the FCS playoffs before, but this was the first time in football. But this is the first time that, you know, that they really you go in there and you go, man, they got a chance in this thing. They, they they're a pretty good team, and and I saw the excitement around that, and saw that you know the the, the way that the, the the players treated it. And, it was pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool that they have a chance to win a championship and not just a bowl championship, but I love the bowls. Trust me. I love the bowls. I see that, you know, I see how excited guys get over winning bowl games, but, but the chance to actually win a championship, that's pretty cool. So in the long run, it could help. As always, Steve, we appreciate your time very much. Good luck. Although you won't need it. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. All right. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. All right, you bet. I mentioned just about half an hour ago something popping in NASCAR, and I wanted to get into what's going on with Chase Elliott. We'll talk about that and uh, some Dion, the Dion factor between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. That's all coming up on Big Nose Sports, brought to you by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. And it wasn't intentional. I mean, I don't, you'd have a hard time convincing me that that was intentional. And, uh, and, and look, Denny Hamlin is really now one of the senior kind of statesmen on, on the, on the cup tour. And um, I just, I, I can't believe he would do something intentional like that. Yeah. He's a veteran. He's supposed to know better, but NASCAR is not putting up with that obviously. And, he won't be at the race in Illinois later this week. And, you know, that costs money. That costs sponsorship money, prize money, whatever that might be these days. 
But um, and and sponsors don't like that very much either, uh, especially in, in such a negative way, which is is certainly that. And you know, Chase throughout his career has been known pretty much as a clean driver, hadn't he? Um, yeah, I think you, you're you're so right. And uh, I guess it was Hamlin that said he just had a he had a mini fit tantrum, and he responded in the worst way he could have. So. Yeah, it kind of it, it's like. It reminds me of something uh, Tony Stewart would do, but Tony wouldn't wreck you that way. He would mess with you on the track, right? He would bump you and and just, you know, he would do little things because he was such a skilled driver. But uh, I, I don't I don't know if Elliot is to the level that, that Tony Stewart was when he was at the at his at his driving peak. But um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I agree with NASCAR uh, on this uh, on this event or on this uh, on this particular matter. Oh, all right, we got dittos uh, on that one. Oh, there goes Charlotte. Um, that's Lars's dog, by the way. And if you hear a bell running around here, it's because my cat goes crazy. Um, yeah, I'm a cat guy now, believe it or not. Hey, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll continue. I want to bring up Deion Sanders, as I talked about just a minute ago. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside, this is Big Noon Sports. And... Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny and warm this afternoon. A few isolated showers through early tonight. The high today, 85. Tonight's low, 65. Tomorrow morning, sunshine. A few spots could see a brief afternoon shower or storm. The high at 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Wrapping up the Wednesday afternoon edition of Big Room Sports, presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Uh, thanks for listening today. Remember, we have a website at bignewsports.com, Twitter, at Big Noon Sports. Lars, Deion Sanders is having an impact on the world of college football like no other I've seen in recent years. Um, he's taken the job at Colorado after much success at Jackson State. The way he went in to uh, Colorado, like a bull in a china shop. Wait a minute, a buffalo in a china shop. So there now talks between Colorado and the Big 12. And I think this is a major swing vote because Colorado had their spring game nationally televised. Dion is constantly in the headlines. Uh, and they were at the bottom of the Pac-12 last year. What do they go, 1-11? Yeah. 
Um, but they are entertaining overtures to move to the Big 12, which I think would be good for Big 12, be good for Dion, good, good for Colorado. Uh, although he went a lot more games, I think, in the Pac-12, maybe he can in the Big Big 12. But anyway, my point being, they had a note in this article I read this morning that said uh, that basically they're kind of going to do what Dion wants to do. Man, he is swinging a really large stick out in Colorado. Yeah, and uh, that is being reflected in uh, fan interest. I mean, it's uh, pretty crazy. Uh, Colorado's home opener is against, uh, guess who, Nebraska. And um, it's on September 9th, 2023. And right now, the lowest ticket on uh, Ticket Smarter is listed at $434. So it's sold out. Um, and the uh, listed amount of seats uh, on the Buffalo sideline, if you want to be on Colorado side of the field, um, go from 516 to be in the nosebleeds to well over a thousand. Wow. To be behind the, be, you know, in the first few rows or so. And you got to remember that Colorado sold out its season ticket allotment in, in April. Uh, that was the first time that the program had done so in 27 years. They sold out the spring game in April. Uh, it was the first time in history that uh, Colorado had done that. And, you know, this is a, a grand experiment that that uh, Deion Sanders is, is doing here. 50 players have left the program, have entered the transfer portal and, and, and likewise, uh, Sanders is, is bringing in, uh, you know, uh, I think he's brought in about 45 new players, probably going to have uh, of the starting 22, uh, probably 20 new starters. Um, and so it's, it's, it's either going to be, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's either, I, I think, Matt, there's like no in between. It's either going to be spectacularly successful or a spectacular failure. And, uh, and, and I, I, I don't know, like, I think if you, it, it'll be interesting to see just how, also how quickly the players can come together who aren't familiar with one another and uh, players who um, haven't played with one another uh, and the chemistry in the locker room, the chemistry on the field, um, chemistry within the coaching staff. And because with Dion, uh, as you know, Matt, it's really his way or the highway. And, uh, And it's rubbing some people very much the wrong way but in Boulder, they absolutely think he's the second coming. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll all see how they play. It's going to be like you said. I mean, none of these guys knew each other last year. That's tough enough other than jumping from Jackson State to Colorado um, and you're playing a totally different type and to- totally different quality of team. Um I, I'm not so sure that right now, and I was trying to look up the line, but the computer crashed on me. Uh, I'm not so sure Nebraska won't beat them. 
Uh, I think Nebraska should beat them, and uh, they open on the road, Colorado does, against uh, none other than the uh, national runner-ups last year, TCU. And so, uh, and then if you look at the Colorado's overall schedule, uh, ESPN FBI ranks it as the 37th toughest in all of college football. So, uh, and this is a team coming off of one win. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, the expectations just, they got to be tempered a little bit, you know, but man, it, Colorado's been sort of, uh, they haven't been relevant, what, since uh, Bill McCartney uh, and, and uh, in, in Darian Hagan, if you remember that name, a yeah. quarterback, uh, Michael Westbrook. Uh, and they were kind of playing for national titles uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I believe, um, right around in there. But uh, then uh, it, it's the program is, you know, fallen into decay. And I never would have thought that Deion Sanders would take a job in, Col- in Boulder, Colorado, uh, which was where my dad went to law school. But he did. I mean, it just culturally, it just doesn't seem like the right fit. But hey, uh, <laughs> they're paying him a lot of money. And um, it, it, it's really going to be one of, I would say, the five most interesting storylines, at least over the first month, maybe one of the three most interesting storylines. I would say like, so. What, what happens if they come out and uh, upset TCU on the road, you know, in the season opener? That, that would turn some heads, um, but I, I don't I don't see that happening. I, I think uh, it, it, it's, you know, even in this era of the transfer portal, you can't necessarily turn around a season in one year unless you're Lincoln Riley and you steal half of Oklahoma's roster. Yeah, well, that's that's true. I still get a kick out of seeing Deion Sanders at some of these news conferences and and photo opportunities wearing a big old cowboy hat. You know, <laughs> this is a guy that used to wear his weight and bling, you know, <laughs> and there he is parading around Boulder with a cowboy hat on his sunglasses. He looks like he could walk out of the, um, out of uh, Yellowstone, uh, <laughs> right out of the bunkhouse. Um, but knowing it, we, knowing him as we did, particularly at Florida State, man, he was, Big time. And then, of course, he did it when he was with, in the NFL, too. But um, we'll see. But if Colorado goes to the Big 12, it will be because Deion Sanders wanted to. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And, and and that would tell me, again, we, we've discussed this, Matt. Who is going to be that third or which which conference is going to be that third conference that is going to make it uh and survive and be uh one of the final three standing we already know the sec we already know the big 10 i we both agree that there's going to be three super conferences and it's probably going to be between the acc right and in the big 12. yep and so uh I, i'm sure Uh, the Big 12 would love Colorado. Yeah, they would. And right now, now it kind of depends on what Clemson 
Florida State do out of the ACC. But uh, we'll see. Back 12 continues to feel like it's dissolving a little bit. Hey, we're out of here. Big News Sports continues in 22 hours. Serving part time.